are Patrick and Ruth Schwenk, and we are so thrilled you are listening in with us here at Root Like Faith. It is our deepest desire to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Today, we are talking about prayer. We will talk about what the goal of prayer is and different ways we can pray to draw us closer to God. This is going to be good. We're excited to share today's episode with you, so let's get started. On today's episode of Root Like Faith, we are talking about prayer. Now, prayer can seem like a topic that we all understand, right? It seems pretty simple. But I fear we're missing out on the richness and the intimacy that comes from a life rooted in prayer. Prayer connects us to our Father, our Father who loves us and desires to have a relationship with us. Now, I don't know about you, but I think, well, probably a lot of us could remember the first time or some of the first times that we prayed. Yeah, I know I can remember as a young child praying for, for you know, certain things. And some of them mm. seem really silly now looking back right. you know, praying for that favorite Star Wars figurine at Christmas time. Right. But, but one of the... the probably the earliest memories I have of a more serious prayer was being out and and playing with some of my friends in the neighborhood. I I grew up in a neighborhood where I had lots of friends and we would get together and play football in the front yard or, you know, wiffle ball in the backyard. And I remember from a young age, you know, being at a friend's house and we were all playing football and hearing a siren go off, you know, Mm -hmm. an ambulance or a fire truck somewhere off in the distance. And for whatever reason, my sort of first instinct was to begin praying that I that I immediately thought, boy, I hope something's not wrong with my mom or my dad. Mm. I began praying for them. It would oftentimes go back home just to make sure everything was okay. And so that that is, you know, for whatever that's, you know, whatever that's connected to, that's mm. one of my earliest memories of prayer. And I think partly was because I found myself for the first time in a situation that was outside of my control. There, there was something I didn't have the, the power or the wisdom mm. or the resources to fix. Mm. And the only thing I knew what to do yeah. was to pray. And I, I think to a certain degree that that's part of what prayer is all about mm. uh, is depending on a God who is wise and loving and good and way more powerful than we are. Yeah. And I, I mean, this is really interesting. I think I remember as a child when I was not even a Christian, mm. I can remember writing prayers down in a notebook, anything that would come up that I just felt like I had no power or control over, I would write out a prayer to God. I wasn't even mm. following Christ until I was in in high school when somebody invited me to youth group, but something, obviously there was a connection there. I knew that there was some, something, somebody greater than me that could help me. And I wrote those prayers to God. So obviously I had a little bit of knowledge of God, but I just think that's so interesting that even, you know, back then when I wasn't really, I wouldn't consider myself a Christian. I was as a child writing my prayers out. Yeah, that is so interesting. I mean, you just, I think that shows you that, that we really are made for communion with God. It's kind of Mm. what we talked about in earlier episodes that we were made to know God and to love him and to Mm -hmm. worship him and to live for him. And like, even before you were a Christian, God was pursuing you by his grace and you had these longings for him. Mm -hmm. You had had these desires to commune with the God who created you and made you 
long before you re- really understood who he was or yeah. what he'd done for you. Yeah, I knew there was something more. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So let's start with the basics here. Um, like I said, a lot of us maybe feel like, well, we understand prayer. It's pretty simple. Um, but honestly, that makes me wonder why we struggle with it so much, you know? Yeah. So I think if we start with the basics here, um, on prayer. So just in general, I think we should start with that question. What is prayer? Um, how do we define prayer? Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of different ways we, we could define prayer. I mean, you know, kind of what we were talking about on one level, prayer is like one of the most natural things we can do. Mm. But on the other hand, there is um, something about prayer that, that feels unnatural. You know, we, we can tend to do life on our own, but I think, you know, one of maybe the the most simple ways to define prayer is that that prayer is simply, you know, communicating with God and communing with God. Mm. Um, It's that idea of, of communicating God. We, we talk to him and we hear from him, but we also commune with him that, that prayer is both, communication and communion. Mm, And that makes me think about, I don't know, my life as a mom or as a parent. um, How can we possibly know our kids um, if we don't spend the time communicating with them and communing with them? Yeah, I, I mean, really, I think about the pretty much, well, our habit is at nighttime before the kids go to bed. Sometimes it's, you know, right after dinner or whatever. We always end up all sitting on the couches. And, and talking for a long time and communicating and, and communing. And that's really how we kind of stay, I feel like, connected. And there's definitely a correlation there as you think about our relationship with God in prayer. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not a perfect analogy. I mean, God knows us perfectly. Right. And, and yet we, as his kids, are, are getting to know him and understanding him right. You know, in prayer. And we're communing with him. We're experiencing his presence and mm-hmm. listening to his voice and and being known and loved by him. And so it is a great picture. I feel like you just learn so much about our relationship right. with God when you're a parent. Right. And that's one example. Yeah. I, I love that. Definitely. So here we are saying that probably, you know, we must struggle with this because why would this, I prayer is a, is a topic that people want to talk about. They want to know how to pray. Yeah. Um, and so, well, I mean, think about the gospels, right? I mean, the, you know, you see like in, I think it's in Luke chapter 11, you know, verse one mm-hmm. where, um, you know, one of Jesus's disciples comes to him and says, teach us to pray. Mm, and so, right. you know, like other, you know, Jewish boys and girls, I mean, they would have grown up praying certain prayers, mm-hmm. you know, going to synagogue. And so certainly they knew how to pray, but there was something about being a disciple of Jesus, you know, being rooted in Christ and belonging to uh, his kingdom that informed their prayer. Mm-hmm. And so even the disciples, I love that, you know, just even the disciples had to learn how to pray. I don't know that that makes me think maybe we do make it a little too simple. You know, well, I think that there are. T- yeah. I mean, I think mm-hmm. sometimes we can fall into thinking there's just no wrong way to pray, mm-hmm. uh, which is inaccurate. I mean, you know, think about uh, again in that example from Luke 11 or, or Matthew six, where Jesus gives us the Lord's prayer mm. um, several times before he gives us the Lord's prayer. He says, do not pray like this. <laughs> and so right. clearly there are wrong ways. And Jesus saw that there are wrong ways to pray. And so on uh, on some level, you know, prayer is simply talking to God, but there are some things that we shouldn't do. And Jesus points yeah. those out, you know, in Matthew six, but, um, but yeah, I, I think prayer is, you know, most simply defined is this idea of communicating, you know, with God and, you know, talking to him and hearing mm-hmm. from his voice, but also communing mm-hmm. with him. And yet there is something that we have to learn. There is a right way to pray right. and, and things we need to overcome. To yeah. Pray. Cause we can really struggle at least 
maybe I'm just speaking for myself here, but you know, I can struggle to remember to pray at times. So let's talk about some of those struggles that we face when it comes to praying. Why do we struggle to pray? I mean, I've never struggled. I've never struggled in this area. I'm going to have to let you take this one. Right. Sure. honey. (laughs) So why, why do we struggle to pray? Well, I think You know, first of all, even just me mentioning, you know, forgetfulness, I think I can forget. Like, why am I worrying about this? Why am I thinking about this when literally I can talk to the God of the universe who can bring me peace, who can help me in this situation? But so many times um, my first inclination is to worry about something or, you know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not always natural to just go directly in prayer. So that I think of forgetfulness, um, forgetting that the God of the universe is right there with me. Yeah, and I think, you know, forgetfulness oftentimes is is tied to just our own desire to do things our own way. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so you just, again, going back to the very beginning of the Bible and that story of Adam and Eve uh, in their relationship with God, and they weren't content to depend on him they wanted to live independent of him. And right. so instead of listening to God and seeking his voice and seeking his wisdom or obeying what God had already spoken, they charted their own course. And I know I can be guilty of that, mm-hmm. that not only can I be forgetful, but just in my own pride, sometimes in my own, my own self-centeredness or my own self-sufficiency, I can go out and do whatever it is that I'm doing, whether that's preparing a sermon or going to meet with somebody mm-hmm. Um, I can do that in my own strength and my own wisdom and I can forget to pray and I can just sort of lean on my own wisdom, my own skills, my own education and forget to pull back and go, okay, God, like I want to invite you into this. Like I need your grace to have this conversation. I need your wisdom. Is there something or, or somewhere you want me to go, mm-hmm. um, in these circumstances, in this situation, or in this decision so I can forget uh, I can, you know, sometimes just in my own pride, just do it my own way, rely on my own strength and my own wisdom. Yeah, it makes me think of, you know, I'll find myself uh, feeling uh, nagged. Something's nagging me, you know, bothering me for, and it might even go on for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden it's like the light bulb comes on and it's like, Lord, why have I not turned to you in this? Right. Like you can help me in this. And yep. I think, you know, not only is it forgetfulness, I think sometimes just busyness yeah. um, can distract us yeah, from we, praying. Absolutely. I mean, I think sometimes we just, we, we're trying to accomplish so many things. Right. And from the minute we get up, you know, the first thing we do is we look at our phone and then we, you know, pop up in the, the email or, mm-hmm. you know, we, we begin, you know, meeting the needs of our kids or whatever it is. Or and our puppy. Or our puppy. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> that needs to let out first thing. Um, and so I think, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think just our schedule, sometimes the way we've built our mm-hmm. life, uh, that, that busyness, you know, squeezes out those, those times for us to, to spend time with God, communicate with him, commune with him. And I, you know, I think of, um, you know, one other one that is probably, uh, you know, we wouldn't maybe just come right out and say this, but, um, that's just our lack of faith. You know, I think mm. sometimes we, we, you know, have sort of this unspoken, uh, you know, idea that ah, I'm not going to pray I'm, because I don't really believe that God's going to answer this prayer. Um, and maybe God did that in the past. Uh, maybe God did that for somebody else, but, but our lack of prayer sometimes mm. is evidence of our lack of faith. Mm-hmm. And so we don't really believe that God hears us or that God can answer us or that, that God is concerned about a decision we're making. And, you know, I have this memory of, 
when I was in, again when I was in college, one of my good friends, we were driving out because we you know we went to school in downtown Chicago, went to to Moody Bible Institute, and we were going out to Wheaton College. Yeah. And I don't know whether it was for a concert or what it was, but you know Wheaton was about forty five minutes or so outside of Chicago. And I remember driving out there with him and um, we got lost and we were, you know, it was back before cell phones. It was back before <laughs> GPS and we had no idea um, how to get back uh, to where we were. You know, we had gone to campus. We were heading uh, actually back uh, to Moody to, to downtown Chicago and we couldn't find our way back. Oh, wow. And so I remember um, my friend saying, just pull over and let me just pray. And I thought he was kidding. Like I literally started laughing because I thought, who who does that? Like who just pulls over oh, and prays yeah. that God would give us direction on how to get back to the school? And it was really revealing of my own mm. faith, my lack of maturity at the time. And so I think sometimes we can still do that today where we just don't really believe that, that God is going to speak to us in that way. Something maybe really small or seemingly insignificant, we don't invite God into that. Mm. And so I think that can be another cause, you know, for our lack of prayerfulness. Right. And he wants, I mean, he wants us to see how he can show up even in those little things. Right. But I think, you know, doubt, like you're talking about, is such a huge struggle in prayer because like you said, we can look at, you know, wow, God healed that person, but can he heal me? Yep. Um, or I think doubt creeps in too when we feel like we've been praying for a long time mm, yeah. about something um, and we don't see God answering or not answering, I great... guess, in how we, we want him to. And so we yeah. doubt and then our prayer, maybe we stop praying about that. And I you know, I yeah, think it's a great example. I mean, we're we we're not, we're to not cease, you know. Yeah, and I think you know that I hadn't thought of of that one, but that idea of of you know um, just persistence in prayer, perseverance right. in prayer, and so often we can pray for a day, or we can pray for a week mm-hmm. or a month, and we think, okay, well, God didn't answer my prayer, mm-hmm. and so I'm just going to give up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop praying for that, or, for, or stop believing for that. Right. And we can so easily, um, you know, quit in the midst of our of our prayer mm-hmm. and not persevere. And so that I think that's a great, uh, great example. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we really talked about, you know, so many struggles that we all can face in prayer, or you know, when it comes to praying. And I think now would be good to transition to 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 how we actually pray. Practically, what does that look like? And I think it's really interesting because like I said before, you know, I I think we can feel like, oh, this is real simple. This is really simple. I know how to pray. Um, Not that we have to make it too complicated, but the truth is uh, the Bible has actually has a lot to say about prayer. Yeah, I think when, you know, when we look at the Bible, there's there's certainly, um, you know, different examples of, of how to pray. And then when we look at church history and the way Christians at different times and different places pray that that mm-hmm. can be helpful to us. And so I think, you know, one of the, you know, one of the practical ways we can pray is what, you know, people have called spontaneous prayer. Mm. And so it's kind of that example of what I shared, you know, earlier of just, you know, in a moment of fear or worry, you know, spontaneously beginning to pray. Uh, or it, that can be a positive thing. You know, we're overjoyed by a situation, the, the birth of a, a child, mm. or we're on vacation and we're on the, the you know, the, the beach and we're just looking in California. at God's, in California. Oh. We're, we're just uh, in <laughs> awe of God's beauty. Right. And so we can break out into prayer Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or just, you know, praying what's on our heart. That That's spontaneous prayer. And that's mm-hmm. generally how most people think about prayer or practice prayer. It's just praying what comes to mind, what's on our heart. Um, you know, praising God, thanking God, 
um, confessing sin or um, giving, you know, uh, praise or thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But I think that, that there are times in our life where we go through different seasons or circumstances where it's hard to find the words. Yeah, and definitely. And it's difficult to feel. I remember, you know, in those early months of treatment, like it just felt like my words were a mist. Like I just mm. couldn't get my hands around them. I don't know how, how else to describe that other than, than the words themselves seem so shallow at times. Mm. And so in those moments, in those seasons, it's almost like we need somebody else's prayers. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's for, you know, for many people throughout church history, um, you know, more structured prayers or written prayers. So we might think about praying the Psalms, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jesus teaching his disciples to pray the Lord's Prayer. Maybe some of our listeners grew up in a, in a faith tradition where they prayed the Lord's Prayer on a regular basis. That would be an example, not of spontaneous prayer, but this second type of prayer of actually praying a written prayer. Yeah. And I can, like you mentioned, I can think about when, especially those early months when you were going through cancer treatment, and I literally had to find scripture. I had to go to um, a blog post or a social media post that had some sort of, you know, prayer written out or words to God. That is what kept me going. Honestly, it's, I did not have the words except for Lord, help me, Um, Lord, heal him, but also just going to the Bible and also to you know, those, those, any sort of uh, content that I had friends that were, you know, sharing to lead me to God and yeah. his truth. And that's really what the early church did with the Lord's Prayer in particular. And, you know, there's a document called the Dedicates. It's, you know, one of the earliest documents outside of the New Testament. So it's not mm. included in the Bible, but it's a really early, early document that, that was discovered. And, and it records for us some of the early practices of the church. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that it says about prayer is that those early Christians pray the Lord's Prayer three times a day, Mm. which is really interesting. I mean, what it says is those early Christians weren't just praying spontaneous prayers, whatever came to their heart, but they were actually praying those words that Jesus had given us in in Luke Mm -hmm. chapter 11 and in Matthew chapter 6. And so praying somebody else's prayer, whether it was written by, um, you know, a theologian of the past, or it comes from the Bible, the book of Psalms, or, you know, the Lord's Prayer doesn't have to mean that that's less of a a communication with God or communion with God. Mm -hmm. Um, Oftentimes those can give us uh, words that we can't come up with on our Mm -hmm. own. I think some authors have called those types of prayers, you know, prayers of conviction. Mm -hmm. Um, We have prayers that are spontaneous at times, but when the words won't come, the feelings aren't there, you know, our thoughts aren't there. Sometimes it's helpful to pray the prayers of, of those saints that have come before us. Mm-hmm. Which is why I love um, little prayer books yeah. that where the prayers are already written out. Because sometimes I think, too, we don't even realize what we need to pray for. Right. You know, we forget some of, there's so much that we could pray for. And that's why I love um, pre-written prayers like that. Right. Absolutely. And obviously, you know, we, we know from the scriptures that the Holy Spirit helps us mm-hmm. in prayer and, and guides us to, to know what to pray for at times. But you're so right. I mean, there are times where, you know, if I'm just praying in a spontaneous prayer or in a, in a spontaneous way, oftentimes I'm just praying for the same things over and over again. Right, and right. And so it's, it's what you're saying, that, that those more structured prayers um, or praying scripture, um, they, they really broaden our prayer life. They, they mm-hmm. make it more robust. They include things that we might not ordinarily think of. And so I just love that. You know, praying, for example, some of Paul's prayers, you know, in the mm-hmm. New Testament, like that's an incredible 
way to pray, taking some of those, you know, Ephesians chapter three, for example, where he's mm-hmm. praying for that church in Ephesus and just praying that prayer. Like, like Paul prays in a way that, that I don't typically pray. Mm-hmm. And so I think just even looking at some of those prayers that are recorded for us in the new Testament can be powerful ways to, to make those prayers, you know, our own. Um, you know, there's another example in the new Testament, first Thessalonians uh, chapter five, verse 17, uh, where Paul says we're to pray without ceasing. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. so, you know, you just realize that there's there's this way of of living our daily life in constant communion with God. Like yes. that can be a challenge. Yeah. That's and that's actually what I was just about to say because I feel like our our life needs to be enveloped by prayer. Right. And I have friends who I just so look up to be for that one reason. I know like they have timers set on their phone to pray multiple times a day. Like maybe there's those types of reminders that we need or, you know, like those structured prayers that are already written out. I think prayer is probably more com- complex than we make it. Yeah. And I think, you know, in part of the idea of, of praying without ceasing is not that we just sort of go throughout our, our entire day, you know, saying prayers, but it's, mm-hmm. it's living, like you said, in this awareness of God's presence right. at all times and in all things. Right. And so, you know, some writers in the past have, have kind of talked about this idea of connecting our work with our worship. Mm, and so if we're that. a mom and we're folding clothes at home or, or we're working or we're in the office or whatever it is, you know, no matter what we're doing, we're in some way connecting that with our relationship with God. And, and so, you know, Paul says in the new Testament that we are to do all things as if we're doing them for the Lord. And so to pray without ceasing is to really live not just horizontally, but to live horizontally and vertically. Mm, It's to connect those, those two, and to always have this awareness that God is with me, that he's present, that I'm communing with him. I'm, I'm aware of him. I'm inviting him into conversations and circumstances. I'm looking for him I think that's that's really at the heart of what Paul means when he says to pray without ceasing. Right, because there's so many times, I mean, there's so much that we do in a day, and there's so many times where I'm doing mindless tasks that my mind is is going a million miles a minute, and I'm thinking about all sorts of things. And what I, I think, what a great opportunity to to turn my thoughts towards Him and in, in prayer. Yeah, no, and I, I think um, you know, I just think about so many times where. You know, I, I don't have the strength to pray. There, there are times where I think we do the heavy lifting in prayer, you know, and, and mm. we're using the words and, and we're, um, you know, praying. And then there's times where I think, you know, God's doing the heavy lifting. And, and mm. I don't know how yes. to explain that 100% other than there are moments in prayer where we're communing with him and maybe there's not a lot we're saying. Mm. There's not a lot we're doing. And yet we're so aware of God's presence. We're just being loved by God. I love uh, that. We're being ministered to him. And one of my favorite things to do at night is to fall asleep praying. Yes. And, and I just have, you know, have the image of, you know, like I, we never scold one of our kids for falling asleep in our arms. Mm. You know, we don't, we don't get mad at them because mm-hmm. they fall asleep. And, and yet I, that's been the image that I've had you know, so many times over the last couple of years, whereas I'm just praying and many times God's doing the heavy lifting. He's just ministering to me. He, I'm just aware of his presence, being reminded of, of what his word says. And then I drift off into sleep. Mm. And it's that picture of, you know, a son falling asleep in his father's arms. Yeah, um, I love that. So, you know, let's talk. I, I know we don't have a whole lot of time left, but I, let, let's talk about one last part of prayer. Okay. And that's, um, you know, we, we've been talking mostly about, you know, our personal prayer with God, you know, right, our prayer right. life with God. 
But let's talk about praying with one another for one another because that's yes, a whole other yes. part. Oh, I'm so glad of, of the praying life. Yeah, that, I'm so that glad you brought that up. To. Yeah, because you know, think I think about so many times in my life where somebody has come up to me. Um, this is just one example of this. Um, has come up to me and they have just they're really struggling or they're sharing something with me. And how many times I've said, "Oh yeah, well I you know and and genuinely I will I will pray for you," um, which is usually code for. That's too bad. I'm sorry that's <laughs> no, happening to you. Have I, a great day. <laughs> no, I, I am saying even if genuinely, although sometimes it's like that, but even if genuinely I'm, I am going to pray for them, there, there, I feel like there's something that we can do here. Yeah. I'm not that's saying different. you would ever do that. I'm just saying when generally no. when other people say that, <laughs> no, I'm that's saying what it means there, for the <laughs> <laughs> there are times where maybe, where maybe it isn't genuine. It's like, anyways, so I, I think about, there was a time in my life, this was several years ago, where I heard somebody talk about, you know, praying in the moment when somebody needed it, not letting, not saying, hey, I'll pray for you. Um, you know, yeah, thanks for sharing that with me and I'll pray for you. But actually saying, can I pray for you right yeah. now? Yep. And I can think about a neighbor that this was probably uh, over five years ago. We lived in a different town and she came to the door and she knocked on the door and she was really upset about something that had happened and like very upset and shaken. And I said, okay, let me pray for you Mm. right now. Yeah. And I can't even tell you how God showed up in that moment. I just, I really felt like, and it was such a relief to her, but honestly it was, it was so life giving for me to do that as well. And so that's what you're talking about. Yeah. No. And I think you're right. It's so easy for us, you know, in the Christian life to just say, I'll pray for you. And then, you know, oftentimes we don't, or sometimes we do, but I mean, what an incredible experience it is just how the Holy Spirit uses those times where we actually pray with one another. Right. And I remember being in college, I, I was home um, for summer break, and I remember going to a, a church in Toledo, Ohio. No, it wasn't in Toledo. I, I guess it was, it was in Toledo, but it was, um, it was after um, college, <laughs> sorry. And, but I remember um, being at this particular church and seeing the pastor out in the hallway stop and pray for somebody. Mm. And it was, it was the first time, I mean, this is crazy to think about, uh, but this is the first, it was the first time I had seen a pastor pray for somebody mm. apart from being up on the stage. Mm. And that has always stuck out to me. And and so then as I became a pastor, um, that was something that, that I just, I have tried to do over the years, whether I was talking on the phone and, you know, somebody sharing something with me. I mean, uh, almost every time I, I will stop and say, you know, hey, before I let you go, um, can I just pray for you? Yeah. Um, we've done that with neighbors. I know mm-hmm. we've had neighbors who um, have gone through difficult things. We have a neighbor, you know, who lost a child uh, just mm-hmm. about a year ago and, you know, praying with him in his front yard. Mm-hmm. And so I think this idea of, of praying for one another is so important. The How God uses that not only in our own life, but also in the life uh, of a brother or sister in Christ. Yeah. It, it helps root us and it helps root other people. And I, I love that. I think that's a great way to kind of wrap up the ways that we can pray is not forgetting that we can pray with one another in the moment. Um, Well, we've talked about today what prayer is, uh, the different ways we struggle and why we struggle and how to pray. And 
I hope uh, this conversation on prayer has challenged you like it has challenged me to understand that prayer isn't so much a duty, but it's a privilege. We can talk to our creator. Uh, He loves us. He desires to hear from us and he desires for us to seek communion with him through prayer. Well, what a great conversation today on prayer. And as you know, if you've been joining us every week, each week we walk away with a key idea. It's the main takeaway summing up what we've talked about. So today's key idea is prayer in and of itself is not the goal. Communion with God is. We'll also be sure to put that key idea in the show notes as well as anything else we referenced at rootlikefaith.com backslash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwenk and at Ruth Schwenk or on Facebook. And if you loved today's episode, we would be so honored for you to leave a rating or a review and share this podcast with your friends. This helps us get the word out. And as if you don't know it already, we are so thrilled you are joining us and we welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. If you enjoyed the show today, would you be so kind again to leave us a review and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you don't miss an episode.